from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Joining us now on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, it's J.B. Smooth, actor, comedian, writer. You can catch him at the Carolina Theater Saturday, January 21st. It's the Physical Therapy Tour. All right, J.B., you can't come on Sports Talk Radio and can't be from the state of North Carolina like you are and not have an allegiance in the ACC, so... Well, let's declare this right away. You're you're the Tar Heels. You're Duke. You're NC State. Who's who's your preferred team? I'm Tar Heels all day, all day. Were you all a big day, Tar Heels baby? Big hoops fan growing up in Plymouth. Yeah, man. You know, um, you know, a lot of a lot of folks from Plymouth actually left there and moved to Mount Vernon, New York. So a lot of our uh, players, um, some of our great players who played in the Mount Vernon, uh, Mount Vernon, uh, actually from Plymouth, matter of fact, you know, you know, we got Lowe's Moore and the whole Moore family played, you know, a lot, a lot of uh, people left Plymouth and moved to Mount Vernon. So it's a nice nucleus of, uh, amazing basketball players, you know, who I definitely grew up with. So very cool. Yeah. I, yeah, man, you can catch JB again, Carolina theater. It's next Saturday, the 21st. It's the physical therapy tour. So, you know, we know you from Curb Your Enthusiasm, Saturday Night Live, you name it, you've done it. Movies, Spider-Man, of course. But what do you prefer? Yes, do you prefer acting? Do you prefer writing? Or do you prefer the comedy, the stand-up? They, they all are so different. They're all so different. Movies are great because, you know, I just love a good, to see myself on a big screen and also love a good red carpet event. So, you know, I like to get dressed up snazzy, put a little tuxedo on. But... There's nothing like that immediate response you get from an audience doing stand-up. There's nothing like it, you know. We, we can all be in the moment. We can all kind of enjoy ourselves at that, that time. Um, so I, I like a balance of all that, you know. I love TV, of course. I love doing voiceover work. Yeah, I do a lot of voiceover work, you know. My voice is on a lot of animated shows and that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, I do love movies a lot, but there's nothing like that immediate uh interaction with your audience right in front of you, you know, and I love that. I love meeting people after my shows and hanging out and talking trash and, you know, that, that's kind of fun stuff to do, you know. J.B. Smooth's going to be in Durham, January 21st, Carolina Theater. You can catch the Physical Therapy Tour. All right, so give me give me some background on the name. What is Physical Therapy? Where did that come from? You know what? My style has always been a physical, a physical style on stage, so I just combined it with the therapy part you know, based on where you know, I think I think we as comedians we change and we evolve as we grow and as we we attach ourselves to the times. So right now, I feel like coming out of this pandemic, a lot of people need laughter, they need therapy, they need to, they, they need some uh, tough love, they need a bunch of things. And I felt like doing a, a show called the Physical Therapy Tour is going to give them both at the same time. You know what I mean? going to get a balance of seeing JB doing physical comedy, but at the same time, you're going to get something fun and funny out of getting some therapeutic uh, attention, you know, from, from JB. So uh, it made perfect sense in this time uh, that we are in the crazy time we're living in right now, coming out of it. Um, and I just, you know, it fits JB perfectly, you know. This is like my fifth tour, um, different names, of course, but this is this is my the, the new uh, the new title and it's been working so well and I feel like you know you can make people laugh or you can help them laugh you know what I mean and I think this tour is definitely helping them laugh 
when I hear the name J.B. Smoove, I think of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Pl please tell me a Larry David story. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. What a, what a fun show, man. We, we actually, we're actually shooting right now. So, um, you know, I'm smack in the middle of shooting, man. I just worked yesterday, um, and I had a few days off. So, yeah, uh, it's so fun, man. You know, playing Leon and working with Larry and is definitely one of my favorite shows before I got on the show. So it's definitely a blessing to be working next to that knucklehead Larry and hanging out with the, with the amazing cast and amazing, amazing, amazing show. Um, this is our 12th season going into our 12th season, man. So it's been absolutely a ride. So great times, man. From a distance, it's surreal that to think about George Costanza, you know, based on Larry David, then he like actually does a show that's basically Larry David, even like furthering the George Costanza character. But it, for you, you know, you get to see him, you get to interact with him. Like, is is he like that in real life? You know what? He 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 needs a balance of him, his personal and his TV guy. I think I think his personal and his TV guy both have different quirks. But a, like like a different set of quirks, you know what I mean. But still, all in all, quirks all together, you know what I mean. So he has his Larry David quirks, then he has his real Larry David, the one that's when you say cut his quirks. So it's like it's a mixture of different ones between the two characters, his real character and his TV character. But still, a bunch of a bunch of quirks. <laughs> J.B. Smoove, you can catch him at the Carolina Theater Saturday, January 21st. It's the Physical Therapy Tour. Check him out. Go get some tickets. All right, before I let you go, I got two questions for you. One, when you're in Spider-Man and when you're in the Marvel Comic Universe, do you get like a card? Do you get like a, a that you can like flash to people to show that you're actually a character in the uh, MCU? How amazing would that be? <laughs> oh, oh I, I, when they called me about that, about playing, you know, about being in a movie, I actually, you know, asked them, um, what are my powers? <laughs> <laughs> what are my powers? And, and, and then I turned out to be a teacher. So I guess it's the power of knowledge, a power of knowledge. Nice. So, um, but, but yeah, you know, I'm, you know, and, and ironically, I'm in both universes, the DC universe and I'm in the Marvel universe, which is crazy, you know, being, you know, playing my character, uh, Frank the Plant in the Harley Quinn series. Yeah. So I'm actually, I got a chance to be in both universes, which is, un, you know, you know, amazing. You know, um, only one, I think the only one who's other has done that is, uh, um, you know, different Batmans. For sure. Being, uh, being played, and, you know, but uh, an amazing, amazing, amazing um, opportunity to be in, in, the, in both universes. But, man, that Marvel universe is something else, man. It's a beast, man. And, um they're doing some amazing things. So it was a great getting the call and great, great work with my man, Tom Holland. You know, yeah. Great. All right. So I'm going to leave you on this one because sometimes you see stuff on Wikipedia and you go, is that real? Or did somebody go in there and screw around? You didn't really sell right. fire extinguishers door to door, did you? I, I did sell fire extinguishers door to door, man. <laughs> How did that, that work? And where was that? Yeah. Oh, man. It worked. It worked. It worked until it didn't work. Okay. <laughs> So yes, man. Well, you know what? That 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 those years, man, it builds your chops up, man. You get a chance to build your chops, your interaction with people, you know. You know, you know they don't do it as much anymore. But you know, I, I guess 
Uber Eats and Grubhub is some kind of form of door-to-door. So, so yeah, it's still out there, but, you know, I guess saving lives and, and selling fire extinguishers was different than getting your food order uh, in time before it gets cold. But, you know, we're still, still in all a great side period. <laughs> were you in New York oh, or I North Carolina it. for that? I did that in New York, man. Okay, so that's really earning your keep, then. Oh, oh, man, it's really hard, man. First, you hit all your family and friends up first. Sure. And then you venture out into the real world, and um, you get a lot of doors slamming your face off. <laughs> Nobody answers. But but I still did. I still, you know, I, I, I still consider that part of my building blocks of, of, of people, you know, dealing with people. And, you know, and it was a lot of funny times. Uh, selling door to door that uh, you know I think about sometimes in my in my journey. Yeah, but in your time in Plymouth, you know people are nice in Plymouth in North. I'm from New Jersey, so when I moved down here, I'm like, wait, why are people being so nice right now? But in New York, New Jersey, tri-state area, you know, you you're gonna like you said, you're gonna get a lot of doors slammed in your face. So, oh yeah. Man. Well, nobody slamming the door in his face. January 21st, Saturday. Catch him. At the Carolina Theater, it's J.B. Smooth, the physical therapy tour. J.B., appreciate you so much taking some time for us here on the OG today. Hey, man, appreciate you, man. North Carolina, I can't wait. Do you think you could sell fire extinguishers door-to-door in New York? No. I don't think I could either. No. I mean, it's different times for sure, but you talk about earning your keep. I wonder how many you had to sell because fire extinguishers aren't cheap. I mean, you can get them at, like, the Home Depot or hardware stores, but... I guess that's the whole point. Yeah. Those stores have everything now. Encyclopedias, yeah. vacuums. When I was growing up, I remember people selling vacuums and encyclopedias door to door. Yes. I do not remember anybody selling fire extinguishers. No. JB Smooth, though. I can't wait. Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity. Breaking news, if you will. Sean McVay, Rams coach, the 36. He'll be 37 in, in 10 days. That's nuts. 37-year-old Sean McVay has no plans to retire, has no plans to leave the Rams. He'll be back next season for a year seven with the Rams. Rams won this went to the Super Bowl in twenty eighteen, McVay's second year, and won the Super Bowl last year. Fell to five and twelve this year. Difficult year for the Rams. So there was some there was some speculation that McVay McVay would step away from the NFL. You know, to see all that he's accomplished, and again he's just about to turn thirty seven. Yeah. I also turned thirty seven this year. Insane, think right? of, yeah, we're this we were both born in eighty six and I sit there and look at oh he's accomplished way more than I have. Where where did I get it wrong? It, it's slightly humbling. He he has a crazy though telegraphic memory. Like he can see something oh, yeah. and remember it and, and it's it's nuts. The the his next level ability to remember details and plays and formations. It's it's just off the charts. To think that I think it was McVeigh Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur, we're all on the same staff together as well in Washington. 
Yeah, for Pops, for Big Mike Shanahan. Yeah, so. it's, it's amazing how those all – could you imagine of all the coaching turnover we've seen in Washington? It's like, wait, you had all those guys. <laughs> Just keep one. Yeah. <laughs> no, they ended up with a Gruden instead. Jay Gruden. I think Jay gets a – He's not a bad coach. No, no, I don't think he's a bad coach. He's probably a better fit to be an OC yeah. probably. But I will, I will always give a head coach in Washington the benefit of the doubt because of who the owner is. Yeah, you, you never really know who's calling the shots there or how much control the coach actually gets because of Daniel Snyder and his meddling ways. Last night, the Canes ended a four-game losing streak. I was starting to get worried, particularly about the goaltending situation. Freddie Anderson back in the lineup for the first time since November 6th. Back in net, Canes win 6-2. to two. They got two early goals, and I was I was driving home from the station listening here on 99.9 The Fan, and I heard Tripp get excited. The defense was scoring. Burns and Pesci get those first period goals. And I'm like, all right, they're, they're going to win this game. And, and sure enough, they close this thing out. But don't take my word for it. Take Adam Gold and the two minutes of gold. Two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. Let's do that hockey. All right, boys and girls, I've got two minutes for three things from the Canes 6-2 win over the Blue Jackets. One, the return of the Great Dane after a handful of games that didn't get results because Carolina significantly lost the goaltending battle. They needed a solid performance from Frederick Anderson. Nothing crazy. Now the puck will stay in the Canes on line. A dragging shot right on, and that was a rifle. That was right into the blocker side of Frederick Anderson. Freddie didn't have to stand on his head. His skates were fine. Columbus is the worst team in the Eastern Conference. Carolina's among the best. Just keep your skates tied tight. We should be fine. Check. Two, on a night when the Hurricanes' blue line produced the first five goals, it wasn't one of the stars that stood out. It wasn't Pesci's pair, and quite a pair they are, I mean were, or Burns or Slavin's goals. It was this lightning bolt while shorthanded. Sillinger will lose the puck, played off the board. Chatfield turns on the Jets. Chatfield to the back, and he scores! Highlight reel, shorthanded magic continues for Carolina. Oh, my. Put that one in the top ten. Well, you know where I'm going. I'm going to Chatmandu. This is turning into one of the great personal stories in the league. Chatfield is legitimately good. And by the way, Carolina's penalty kill might be more dangerous right now than their power play. And I didn't think their power play was bad last night. Three shorties in the last two games. Three. The Finns. Come on. Did you really? Come on, Rusty. Finland, Finland, Finland. It's the country for me. All right, that that's better. But one of the best parts of last night, the play of the Suomi Trio. Sebastian Ajo was dynamite all night. Jesperi Kukaniemi had two assists and now has eight points in his last 11 games. But we saw a great game from Tevo Teravainen. Superb stuff defensively. And his offensive zone steal set up Pesci for the first goal, and he was great all night long. Finland, Finland, Finland. Finland has it all. Finland has it all. Nobody has more fun with two minutes of gold than Adam Gold. I'm 
so confused. Maybe Rusty does too. Rusty I think they also both are engineer it. extraordinaire. Yeah, they, very excited that the Canes are out of their losing streak. That's good. Two games though this weekend. That's a busy weekend for you, Cox and Bally Sports. Saturday got the Penguins. Yeah. Sunday a little late matinee action with the Vancouver Canucks. Again though, I'm ready to hit the fast forward button and get to that outdoor game. Me too. That is what I am interested in doing. I don't think the NFL is interested in getting to the fast forward button, though. Playoffs start Saturday night, tomorrow night, 4.30. We got the Seahawks at the 49ers. I have yet to hear a person give the Seahawks a chance in this game. Normally, I would say to you, well, that's all the more reason to believe that the Seahawks could win the game. However, the 49ers and their defense have been... Let's just say on a roll, even without Jimmy Garoppolo, even without Trey Lance. Remember, they went into this year without Jimmy Garoppolo thinking they would need Jimmy G. And they thought, well, we could go to a young quarterback. Well, they did. It just wasn't Trey Lance. It was Brock Purdy. I don't know, uh, Dennis. I, I, I have some questions about Brock Purdy and how he holds up in the playoffs. Maybe not against Seattle, but in general. I mean, I don't know if I'm ready to push all my chips in on the, on the seventh round pick. I'm not ready either, but here's the thing. What have we seen Geno Smith do in the playoffs? Has he ever been in the playoffs? I don't think I, don't I can't think imagine so. that he has. I mean, maybe as a backup. Yeah. Maybe as a backup somewhere, but I don't know. It's I think this kind of ties into my belief that we put too much on the quarterback anyway. Yes, of course. In terms of how we evaluate this stuff, because as a whole, that 49ers team might be the best roster. As a whole. And they picked up Christian McCaffrey in exactly. a midseason trade. And, and as Kyle Shanahan has already shown, he knows how to use McCaffrey. And he also doesn't have to rely on a quarterback to throw the ball a lot to win a playoff game. Remember last year, Jimmy Gar- or maybe it was a couple years ago, when the 49ers got got a playoff win, I think Garoppolo was threw up at Green what, Bay, like yeah. 10 times. Mm-hmm. Like literally it was under 15 times they threw the ball. And they ran all over them. And they ended up getting to a Super Bowl. So... My thing is that offense is built for them to not have to rely on a quarterback or a single singular running back, but healthy Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, it's it's hard to beat that group of guys. And plus the defense is just top end. Kittle has really come on with Purdy. Yeah. Young quarterbacks always going to rely on their tight end. Mm-hmm. So uh, nice to see the renaissance for Kittle. He, you know, he was putting up big numbers like Travis Kelsey for all those years. And they got banged up. And then he's, you know, been kind of in and out of the lineup. And, and you saw Debo Samuel really become the focal point of that offense last year. Kittle kind of got pushed to the side, which is fine. Uh, but he really has kind of come on here the last few weeks. The other game on Saturday is Chargers Jaguars, which is more of a coin flip. Chargers right now, one and a half point favorite on the road. Justin Herbert, Brandon Staley, Trevor Lawrence, Doug Peterson. I think Herbert is better than Lawrence, but I, I'm having a hard time going against Peterson in this one. My thing with both of these games, both of these teams, who do I trust the least? I don't know if I trust either of these teams that much. I Doug Peterson having been there, I think probably gives them the edge in my opinion, but... I don't know if I trust Doug the Peterson's Jaguars. Peterson's been there, but none of the Jaguars players exactly. have been there. So exactly. there is a distinction there. Yes, and then do I trust Brandon Staley as a head coach? The Chargers as a roster are phenomenal. Yeah, I, you look at the Chargers' defense, you look at some of the weapons. Now, the Chargers have had issues staying healthy this year, particularly at receiver. But 
Brandon Staley messed up last year in the last week of the regular season when nobody wants to do it, but he all he had to do was play for the tie in overtime, and he screwed it up. They ended up missing the playoffs. The Raiders got in, and I think he's been paying for that sin pretty much all year long, and the only way to make up for it is to make a playoff run. I mean, if I'm the, the Saints coach, my, my, my brain just went completely blank. Sean Payton. If I'm Sean Payton, that's the team I want to take over. I want to take over. The Chargers. All right, we're going to be giving away a 70-inch TV. Thanks to our friends at SoundStation and Security and Bojangles. Keyword today is KICK, K-I-C-K. Text that keyword, 919-860-5326. Text the keyword KICK to 919-860-5326. And you're going to be qualified to enter to win a 70-inch TV. You get a sound bar from SoundStation and Security. And you're going to have food for 10 from Bojangles again. Let's text that keyword because next week we're going to be giving away that TV and that prize package thanks to our friends at SoundStation and Security and Bojangles. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at thedesignery.com. It's Friday, which means Bamani Jones, ESPN, HBO. The right time is the podcast. Joins us for our weekly conversation. I'm excited to see Bo. There he is. <laughs> he is out, he's man. not pimping any uh sweatshirts of any companies that represent him. He looks very <laughs> chill. He's ready for game theory to come back. Is it this weekend or next weekend? Next weekend, man. We did next a practice show today. Weekend. I just went and got a first look at the set. So eleven o'clock Eastern time on uh Friday, January twentieth, immediately following real time with Bill Moff. What does a practice run look like on your own HBO show, Bo? It looks like a bunch of people in a conference room while I think we're actually using a projector this time and not the PlayStation, but using a projector to put onto a wall, basically the teleprompter, and we run through the show like we would do it if there was an audience. So run all the sound, run all the clips and everything else, and I go through all the scripts. I get it that you've been on ESPN now for a minute, and I get it. People know who you are. But it still has to be pretty cool to you that you have your own HBO show. Oh, no, this is a whole different app. <laughs> like, like, like we, can't, we can't pretend like these things are the same. Yeah. They are not. This, this, is, this is like dream job type of stuff here. Uh, and I had a good time doing television for ESPN for a long time, but this is something completely different. Bamani Jones, ESPN, HBO, still cranking out the, the podcast, too. The right time. We, we've been playing some of those uh, promos, been listening to those. Football season, we've hit the playoffs, Bo. 
The NFL, this is the time that they want you to watch. This is the time that we need to be fired up to watch, I guess. But I'm struggling this weekend to, to get fired up for some of these games. What am I what am I missing out on? No, I mean, this isn't really an interesting slate of games. Like, I don't think that there's anything that anybody has to explain as to why they're not, like, supercharged up. Seattle and San Francisco. I mean, I think we all feel pretty much like we know how that's going to go. The Chargers and the Jaguars. It's the Jaguars against a team where people in their own city don't even go see them play. Miami's playing with a backup quarterback and going to Buffalo. The Giants and the Vikings, and neither of us think they're any good either side, to be honest. Baltimore's out there with a backup quarterback against Cincinnati. The only game that is like halfway, I think, like where I would say legitimately compelling is the Monday night game. That one with the Cowboys. and I mean, you got the Cowboys and Tom Brady. Like, I don't mean to be a hype beast per se, but, you know, I'll check that out. Interesting you, t- you talk about the Ravens. And I look at Lamar Jackson. I look at his the situation. And I'm glad he came out yesterday. I noticed that it was him and not the team that came out and said, hey, man, this knee injury is fairly significant. I am not 100%. I want to be out there, but I can't be out there because I'm not healthy enough to be out there. The way John Harbaugh has kind of made it sound like Lamar Jackson, with his contract situation, he doesn't have a long-term deal. He's probably going to get franchise the franchise tag next year. You know, I, I don't think the Ravens have done right by Lamar Jackson, and that's kind of how John Harbaugh has been positioning this. W- what is your take on Lamar and, and kind of how the Ravens have treated him this season? Well, I think the trick bag on this is you can't really talk about what his condition is. And so all so if you're frustrated because he's still hurt, it looks exactly the same as though you're frustrated because you think he can't he could play and he's not. Right. We don't really know which direction it goes in. Like we know so very little. And part of what I think makes this situation so interesting is that since Lamar doesn't have an agent, the leak game doesn't work the same way. Yes. Right? Like, he doesn't have somebody. Like, somebody uh, wrote something for the show, for this practice show that he did. And it's like, see, that's the thing where you don't have an agent. We could just skip the step of, I'll go run this by my client. Right? Like, that's what's going on. with he, Lamar doesn't understand why he can't get a guaranteed deal. The Ravens don't understand why Lamar thinks they as stupid as Cleveland. I understand where everybody involved in this is coming from. But once he was hurt, I think the Ravens would have been wise at every turn to sound supportive of him because there's no reason for you to do anything otherwise. Yeah, I, to me, I would again appreciate you know injury information in college football is non-existent, mm-hmm. and it seemed like they were painting Jackson into a corner that made it sound like he was leaving the Ravens out to dry, and you know, Bo, he wouldn't be out this many games if he could be back out there. Yeah, well, what I don't understand about it is if you're the Ravens, this long-term contract discussion is moot as far as you're concerned if you're them because you got at least two years of control with the franchise. Right. Right? So, like, Lamar says he's not going to play. Okay, you know what? That might be great because you're going to be our quarterback next year anyway. I don't see a circumstance under which he's not the quarterback there unless they trade him for some absurd package that they get back. But they built everything around him. He has every bit of leverage over them because they built this around him because they've treated him like the guy that's going to be the quarterback for the next 10 years. So they need to do the things that make it such that he could be the quarterback for the next 10 years. 
And if he doesn't think he should be out there playing right now, then he probably shouldn't be out there playing right now. Like, one thing that throws me off about football teams is they have conditioned these dudes so strongly to try to play through anything that I don't understand why they don't believe it when one of them says, actually, no, I can't do this. And not just for one week in Jackson's case, but I think it's six at this point. So it, yeah. to me, it doesn't really make any sense. But Monty Jones, HBO, ESPN, The Right Time is the podcast, joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Joe Elvis is out today. I'm Joe Giglio. The other fascinating quarterback issue, I think, Bo, is Tom Brady, you mentioned, isn't. Aaron Rodgers isn't. I got to tell you, man, I am ready for both of them to get on up out of here. I am ready to talk about Josh Allen. I'm ready to talk about Patrick Mahomes. I'm ready to talk about Joey Burrow. I don't care about Tommy B anymore. I don't care about Rodgers. I don't I, I don't want to spend the offseason, you know, sifting through his ayahuasca tea leaves. <laughs> I, Brady needs to really get out of the paint, in my opinion. Made a, a huge mistake in coming back this season in his own personal life. Forget what it turned into. You did all that for eight and nine? <laughs> that that was what that was it. You traded your family for eight, eight and nine, and nine. A, a, an NFC South title that you wouldn't even <laughs> like. You know, Rod Rivera's got an NFC South ring. <laughs> Tom Brady ain't got no room for an NFC South ring. Come on, no, nah, they. The thing about them, and this kind of gets you into like an extended conversation about somebody like LeBron James. Just because you can't keep playing doesn't mean that you should. Like, the counter-argument to that, like, there's the argument and the counter-argument in the case of Michael Jordan, who twice walked away while he could still play, but then ultimately wound up coming back because he was a fiend for it and he couldn't walk away. Um, with Aaron Rodgers, Dominique Fosworth made this point, and I think that this is a fair one. And he's just like, you got to realize what a violent game this is. And the offseason, and like, once you get done with it, how exhausted you wind up. It's not ridiculous for him to need some time to go back and forth um, and to think about this. Like, with him, that's one thing, even though he didn't play particularly well this season. With Tom Brady, I'm just like, what else is there to do, man? Like, like, like what more? There is nothing. Like, think about this with Tom Brady. Bill Russell has 11 championships. Would we talk about him any differently if he only had 10 or maybe 9? No! It'd be exactly the same. What in the world is an eighth championship going to do for Tom Brady? Is it eight? I think it's eight. What in the world is that going to do for him? Especially if he gets it next year with, say, even the Raiders or the Niners or the Dolphins. Okay, cool, but you've already done that. You've already left Belichick. You've already won one without him. And that's why I don't believe – I know you're not supposed to believe in the Cowboys in the playoffs, but that's why I just think – I think the Bucks are going to lose a game on Monday. Well, I mean – if the Cowboys lost this game, you did not grow up be... a Cowboys fan, right? No, I did not. You, your did your not. Texas fandom is limited, used to be to the Texas Longhorns. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. Um, if the Cowboys lose that game, it would not be ridiculous to fire the coach. Like, that's yeah. a game that they absolutely should win. I don't think there will be any defense. I don't care what happened in the first week of the season. They should win this game. The big thing for me is that Tampa can't stop anybody from running the ball. So, like, just pound them and pound them. The problem I think the Cowboys have, though, with that sort of strategy is that Tony Pollard is not the pound them guy. Zeke is. And that dude is finished. 
Yeah, I, look, they won games by running the football and playing defense when Dak Prescott was sidelined. And we were talking about Cooper Rush as if he was some sort of revelation when really he was just not turning the ball over and not making mistakes and letting Micah Parsons, who in my opinion should have been the MVP of the league this year. Like, that's how good he is. We'll never give an MVP to a defensive guy again. But think about what he did when Prescott was sidelined and it looked like the the, the Cowboys season was going to be in the toast. Yeah, no. I mean, Michael Parsons. The Cowboys haven't had a defensive player of that echelon at any position since Deion Sanders left. Okay. And before that, you're talking about, like, what, Randy White? Like, like who, are, who yeah, are we talking about that they've had that's anywhere near as amazing I, I don't know how long or how, how much we assign Charles Haley's career to the Cowboys, but Haley was the difference maker when you said the last time they had somebody like that, just because it was a pass yeah, rusher position. But, I, but yeah, I mean, Haley but was I, Niners. But I would, yeah, but I would say this about Charles Haley. There was never a time while we watched Charles Haley that we asked ourselves, when's the last time we saw a guy like this? Yeah, that's right? fair. Like, like, like that just, it just, he didn't inspire at the very least um in this way like they've got dudes they have put together a team Prescott Prescott is a very good quarterback right and if you need him to win a game he can win a game for you he can also lose a game for you and what they got to do is cross their fingers and hope that they can go four games without him losing one for them was wild to me though about when I watched the Cowboys and maybe this is anecdotal but it seems like when he's playing badly, he's also throwing the ball every down. Like, it's not like they see him out there stinking and be like, wow, maybe we ought to lean on the run game a little bit. No, they get like Roy Williams. We'll play faster, damn it. Right? Like, if what we're doing ain't working, we're going to do it harder. The galaxy brain will get you every time, Bo. <laughs> Bamani Jones, Game Theory, returns next Sunday, HBO, 11 p.m. You can always obviously download it and watch it at a more reasonable hour, Bo, which you know my old ass <laughs> will do. Uh, you have a preview, though, for us, what will be on uh, the first week of Game Theory? Oh, man, we are going to look at 20 years of LeBron James in the NBA. We're going to have you a little topical material for you, talk about what's going on with the week. We got more stuff with me out there in the streets, talking oh, my to the favorite, locals. My favorite part of last yeah. year in St. Pete, down yeah. in Jersey City. And I love that episode. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> favorite part is the part that requires me to freeze my ass off. <laughs> like, like, like Every week, I was like, boy, I sure hope people stop liking this and like something that we can do indoors. Nope, 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 nope. I'll be watching those clips, man. My face is tight. Tight, I tell you. Tight. Well, Monty Jones, we'll talk to you. Joe will be back next week, so we'll talk to you next Friday, and we'll all check you out on HBO next week as well. Thanks, Bob. All right, man. You guys be good. Yeah, have a great weekend. At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. 